Today's episode is brought to you by Hotline, an advice podcast. That's right, I have another podcast where I dispense advice to callers with my co-host, Babyface Billy, and people just love it. Most recently, we were accused of giving advice that led to the death of a caller's spouse. Make sure to search for the phrase Hotline, and advice podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology. Charmed. And me, Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare. No-nos. We have a wonderful episode for you guys today. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, it sounded to me like Bryce was um, forming some salt about this movie <laughs> last night, but we will be reviewing Paranormal Activity Next of Kin, the most recent Wait. installment. What? Oh, yeah. No, this is the one. I watched Paranormal Activity marked once. Oh, God. Yeah, yesterday we, uh, we went to <laughs> review this movie and there was a mix-up, so we're actually recording... Uh, <laughs> An episode of On Paranormal Activity, the first one, and this one, the mm -hmm. last one. And uh, and so, uh, you know, if you're a, patri a patron, Patreon, you may get early access to these, um, you know, in, in advance. Um, a cool thing that you may not know about the show that you're listening to right now, if you're new, is uh, we have the very best community of any podcast you've ever listened to. And that's uh, scientists have uh, – the science is in, Bryce, right. and you have to trust the science. Um, so, you know, um, believe me when I say we have the very best community. It's a hundred percent statistically accurate. A hundred percent. Um, you know, if you, uh, enjoy the show, you should head over to our website, horrormovietalk.com. That's, that's the place for links to our social media. It's always, it's also the place that you can go to take our listener survey. And we sure would appreciate if you could do that because that'll help us dial in the show and make it better. Um, so you can complain, uh, and say, you know, I hate this or I love that more of uh horror or porno, but less porno, uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, and, uh, and we'll, we will of course, uh, do our best to make the show better for you. Um, we have second Saturday watch parties last night. We watched Tremors Shrieker Island over on streamlounge.io. Um, make an account over there, follow us. It's kind of like Twitch, um, but, you know, you can see our faces while we stream. I had a good time with that one. Uh, we also stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash talk, And we post new episodes every single Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe to us and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because that helps us out a lot. And finally, if you'd like to call us and give us a little, little piece of your mind, you can do so by calling 682-253-4468. We have a wonderful, wonderful show for you today. 
Um, I'm pretty excited because, like I said, we're going to be reviewing this Paranormal Activity and the first Paranormal Activity. Uh, these are close to my heart. I close to my balls. Mm -hmm. I really love these movies right. a lot. Uh, we'll start out by uh, giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score at 1 to 10. 1 is bad. 10 is great. 5 is totally average. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hate about the film. And later in this episode, stick around. Or don't, if you hate what's at the end of the show. <laughs> uh, for It Came From Social Media, where we talk about what y'all did on social media recently. And, of course horror movie Whores, where we uh, hop into our voicemails. So as I said, we watched Paranormal Activity next to Kin on Paramount Plus, because that's where it debuted. I don't think it's in theaters at all. Mm -hmm. um, I'm so pleased with the breath of fresh air uh, and uh, breath of fresh quality that it has brought to this flailing franchise. And while the activity is mostly not paranormal, it ain't normal. And that's good enough for me. <laughs> So, let's get into the trailer. All right, whenever you're ready. We are shooting a documentary because I am about to meet my first biological relative. She's Amish. I'm not. I am not Amish. We are humbled and grateful to have our sister Margot return to us. <laughs> I've always hoped that I could meet you all, so this is a really special moment for me. Hey, mind if I film you for a moment? Uh, oh, hey. Hey. Uh, oh. I like your doll. What's her name? Yeah. You know, that was my mom's name. She used to live here a long time ago. She's still here. What did you say? Whoa. Why would they build a church all the way back here? What is that? The demon, Asmodeus, was trapped inside a chosen woman of God. This has happened before. What the hell? Are these from my mom? You can't have me and my baby? And there's the whole movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you watch the trailer, beware. Uh, it's it really... Uh, is not skillfully done trailer. Um, Margot is a young woman who was abandoned by her mother at a hospital as a baby 
and she heads to the Amish countryside to reconnect with the family that she and 20 that 20 that 23 and me claims she came from. Uh, she brings Chris and Dale with her to shoot a documentary that will follow her journey to reconnect with the community that she was torn from at such a young age. As Margot and her small crew are reluctantly welcomed by the Amish, they begin to notice that certain activities are going on across the spacious countryside. Paranormal activities. My review for uh, this movie is, is, this is directed by William Eubank, who also directed Underwater most recently. Um, Paranormal Activity Next of Kin brings the franchise back from the brink and gives it a kick in the old pantaloons. Uh, while it doesn't carry on with the same content that we came to love in Paranormal Activity 1 through 3, it does have a solid premise and a great setting, and uh, some decent scares. Uh, mostly, I'm just thrilled to death that Paranormal Activity Next of Kin was entertaining and, for the most part, pretty well done. Uh, there was a simple mystery placed before me and plenty of twists and turns to keep me enthralled. Uh, while the subject matter is a bit different than the previous installments, it was still consistent and interesting. And let's be brutally honest here. Uh, the content of the last three Paranormal Activity movies, three or four through six, uh, have been has been really bad. I mean, it's unapologetically just. Uh, tearing pages from the previous ones and reusing them uh, ad nauseum, and it just didn't seem to have an end in sight. Uh, and this doesn't doesn't really do that. Uh, when I think of the Paranormal Activity series, the first three are top tier, but four through six get hung up on goofy camera hijinks, played out tropes, and throwaway acting and directing choices. Paranormal Activity Next Akin stands on its own two demon haunches and manages to be an original installment worth watching. Yeah, I feel like the the series is progressively um gotten away from the original concept. Yeah. And it like increasingly makes compromise for uh for the sake of holding the name. For, yeah, for the sake of the holding name. And the, this is the first movie where I where I can point at and say like this feels like it's a completely different movie. It does. That they're, they just decided to add paranormal activity to, to take care, to take advantage of the brand. Because it's really not a paranormal activity movie. I mean, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a soft reboot, right? I don't, I mean, I wouldn't even say that. It's, it's like not the, the, the elements of, what you associate the paranormal activity, you know, name. F- name with are so wedged into this movie that I, I honestly think that it was a different movie before they're like, well, it'd probably be more successful if we changed a couple things and made it paranormal activity. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong. Um, cause this is the first one where I really feel like not only, not only that, the, the, the feel that it's like okay this this feels like a different movie but also it's the first movie in the series where they just like <laughs> gave up on committing to found footage they're like oh, we're just gonna make a movie now this, it, well that's i mean you know i knew you'd have something to say about that but that, that's just not true i mean 
th- there's tons of found uh, footage throughout this. I mean, it's a documentary crew going to make a documentary. Well, yeah, and, there's a so lot they, of found footage movies. There's a lot of found footage in it. I mean, it's it's shot uh, in concept as a found footage movie, but there's so... See, that's the thing that's distracting. Like, it, it honestly pulled me out the fact that it was a paranormal activity movie because I'm watching it with that expectation that it's like, okay, the purpose of this movie is to be a found footage movie with realism and um, with no, like, added movie tropes. Yeah. Um, and every time it did, like, a horror movie trick, it was like, well, that doesn't that doesn't make sense because like in the conjuring movies, it would make sense to have a jump scare to where there's a sound sting Mm. that's like, you know, just like, because that's a movie thing. And it's like, yeah, that's the sound engineers are making like a, a sting on the sound effect but like if you're saying this is a found footage movie like it doesn't sound <laughs> it sounded like like those sounds are th- things that would have to be added post production it's not something that would happen live in the moment you know I mean, it's are- not it's it, what, what do you call it it's um <clears throat> there's a word for it whether the sound comes from the source in the frame, or whether it comes from it's somewhere else. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's a little bit of splitting hairs, really. Uh, I don't think many people will get hung up on specifically that. I know you will, um, and that's that's fair. And I know, and I know some people will. And I think it's it's good criticism because it's true. Um, it's it's definitely true. Um, this is does not feel like a like a dead-to-rights paranormal activity movie. This I mean, does it, feel like a mo- different movie that has that's so very similar in a lot of conceptual ways. Yeah, um, I mean, like... The, it's kind of been shoehorned into this franchise. It's kind of... I mean, the fact that I juxtaposed it with watching the original, with watching this one, just made the contrast so stark. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it. like, as I was watching this, I hadn't watched the original in, I don't know, a year or something like uh-huh. that. And so it wasn't fresh in my mind. But I had just watched 4 recently, and 4 is true enough to the original that it's a dead-to-rights found footage movie, and, you yeah. know, it's a dead-to-rights paranormal activity movie. Um, This is not, like, you know, this is not super true to that. And I think that, fine, fine, great, it was not working. And we and we were not we were not making interesting or good movies that were paranormal activity movies, and this is just on its own accord. It does pretty good, I think. What do you What do you think? Uh, you know, just uh, does it stand on its own two demon haunches? Um, I'm giving I, it's it's not. I mean, I I. It's average. I mean, it's the I like my takeaway is through most of the movie. I was like, okay, it's it's really? okay. You weren't. You yeah. weren't t- I was. I was so, I was I was so interested in until, this mystery that kept going down this rabbit hole. 
I I could forecast it. I was like, okay, that's. I bet they're not Amish. Yeah, I could forecast. I could forecast it too, but it was still like I wasn't checking my watch the whole time. Like I was like, and and Carrie was too. Like we were both pretty, um, pretty engaged throughout the whole thing. Like, oh shit, oh shit. And and it was kind of like this dreadful, like you know where it's going. I mean, there was just some things that were really distracting to me hmm. that like uh, it it kind of ruined my enjoyment of it. Um, I think it's an okay movie. I think honestly, I, I wish they wouldn't have attached paranormal activity to it. They should have just called it Next of Kin and let it stand because it doesn't. It honestly doesn't add anything to it to to say it's a paranormal activity movie and i wish they would have just committed to say like this is a movie (laughs) we're making a movie and for some shots will show it through the perspective of these people shooting the footage that would have worked better for me than to say like oh it's all found footage except um this is very cinematic and it's got uh movie lighting and and uh you know, external sound effects and movie lighting. Yeah, like what? I mean, I could. It's <laughs> when it, it's just very obvious to me. Like, if you watch Paranormal Activity, it's literally just a it's a consumer camera uh-huh. that's shooting people in a house uh-huh. and it looks like that it looks like if you shot a video with your camera and just use your house's lighting that's what it would look like because it's not this is a documentary crew with nice cameras well like, yeah they, but they go to, they when go you, to efforts to to <laughs> but there's a difference between like it's not the camera it's the fact that they have like oh here's a key light and then the fill light and then the hair light it's like it's very obvious that it's a movie to me because it looks like a movie because it's lit like a movie and Price, shot like a movie. A, it's a movie. <laughs> well, that's the that's the. So your it's and see this is this is where we really dial in on on the issue. See, I don't your think... issue is that it literally has the name Paranormal Activity on it. Well, no, my issue is that it it doesn't stay true to its stated concept. Yeah, that it's a paranormal activity movie. No, that it's a found footage movie. It's just called Paranormal Activity. It doesn't say anything about it being a found footage. I mean, it is a found footage movie right. because it's a documentary crew, but I mean, it's this is... I mean, this is not nitpicky to me. This is like they their intention was to do a thing and they were very bad at pulling that off. Or they made so many compromises that it was really distracting. I just have no, I have no idea what you could be referring to. The fact that it had light, you're like, there's so many compromises. They had a key light and a hair light. It's like, what are you talking about? Because it's, <laughs> if your stated concept is like, we are a documentary crew. I mean, even just compare this to, um, the whole house was lit by candles. For God's sake, like for the most part. Yeah, if this was all like it's all pretty if it was lit by candles you wouldn't okay but I, if you the the better comparison would be compare this to uh the taking of Deborah Logan mm-hmm. like that's also a documentary crew yeah what did that look like compared to the look of this movie and is it not like super apparent that this is 
a movie and not like an attempt to it's, use it found footage. Doesn't bother me at all. Like it's, su- it's such a such a like tertiary detail, and I don't think they did a poor job at at making it look like a documentary crew did it. Like I I don't think it looks like super duper movie like like so many scenes were shot with a um uh, a light on top of the camera you know as, you, as sure light. yeah i mean that's what that's why i say i wish they would have just said we're making a movie and just shoot it like a movie and not like so all the all the shots that it doesn't make sense that they have the camera on just shoot that like a movie like and then the ones where it was like this adds something if you see it through their perspective just do that i didn't see any shots that didn't make sense and i was thinking about i was like bryce is gonna pull this apart because you know i was thinking about it didn't see a lot of shots that didn't make sense for them not to be shooting you know i mean the very first shot like the very first shot the opening shot i was like oh wow they're (laughs) they're like just making a movie because it's like got this golden color in it that feels like it's got color correction and it's like this doesn't this doesn't look like a digital video done with a uh, I don't know I mean again I don't think this is super nitpicky because it's it's not like oh this little thing took me out of it it's it's literally the entire premise of the movie is to say this is footage that they shot with a handheld camera and documentary a documentary that they shot with a handheld camera walking around like without studio lights and uh they were shot it as it happened you know Mm -hmm. uh and the uh, with that premise a lot of the choices and the visuals of the movie and the sound of the movie which is all those things are kind of important <laughs> for like pulling off. Yeah, they were all well the done. Story. Yeah, uh, they're distracting from that premise. It was like, oh, that's why. Why would they be flying a drone to have an overhead shot while they're driving? Like, how? How and why? Because, <laughs> you know, because, it's like, have you? I mean, because it's, it's a document. It's a modern day documentary. That's. I mean, now you have drones, and you can shoot those shots and make your documentary. Yeah, but I mean, when you make those choices, like, it makes me think, like, logically, in the real world, how would you do that? And it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's... Like, what would they do? Just, like, hold out their hand and catch their hundreds of dollars worth of drone while they're driving? It's like... What? you, You would do... I would think of, like, if I was the documentary crew. Documentary crews do this. Right, but it's <laughs> it's like a, there's a difference between getting B-roll and getting a cinematic shot of them traveling. Like, that's not... There's shots in this movie that would not be in a documentary movie. Like... I mean, if there are, they're few and far between. I And also, okay, the other thing is that if this were a documentary, why don't they shoot anything like a documentary? Like anything. Like there's probably one one shot where it looked like 
they set up the cameras for an interview. Yeah, they got sidetracked pretty quickly because of all the weird shit that was going on. It but did, like, I mean, uh, I so mean, what's your score for this? Um. Okay. So, I I will say like if, for the most part it was very distracting, and for if I separated out all those things that distracted me, I'd say like this is a pretty average horror movie. Mm. Like it's it's on par with you know one of the Conjuring sequels uh-huh. in terms of like story and delivery of sure stuff. Um. And so I was, for most of it, I was like, this is a five. This is, like, perfectly average. Uh-huh. And then it got an extra point for the ending, because I loved the ending. The ending was fantastic. The ending was the, the mo- was the, was where it lost me a little bit. Really? Um, yeah, but I, I will say this. Like, um, from my perspective, uh, I was... This was a, a dreadful mystery that that I knew what was going to happen. I had, I didn't know what was going to happen. I had some idea about what was going to happen and where this was leading the whole time. But it was so, it was this dreadful series of discoveries that kept leading down this horrible rabbit hole. And it was very interesting um, to the point that, you know, I didn't normally, I'm just checking my watch through a lot Uh of these movies and I didn't do that once. And, uh, and it did, it was, it was, it wasn't like crazy over the top with jump scares. It was, and uh, to me, it was a, I thought it was a fine version of a, of a documentary crew shooting a documentary that's really super personal to the person who it focuses on. And so it all made sense to Mm me, um, and so, with all that, like, I enjoyed it quite a bit, and this sits at, at an easy eight for yeah. me. Like, I mean, it's nothing, it's, it's, it's nothing that's going to, you know, it's not going to be the, the biggest uh, horror movie of the year or anything like that. And it doesn't necessarily need to be called Paranormal Activity, um, but I am, you know, I do have a soft spot in my heart for Paranormal yeah. Activity, and it, it, it did get me hyped up enough uh, you know knowing this movie was coming out I did watch a couple of the paranormal activity movies and some of those are really great so this is I mean for you this is like a must see yeah yes I I really enjoyed this movie this was this was a really solid entry into this year's otherwise pretty Mm. pretty boring year Um, so with that you guys should head over to nightchannels.com. Um, from there, you'll find all sorts of stuff that you can clothe your body with, like shirts and sweatshirts, and uh, and they all have the most impressive uh, deep-cut designs from horror movies, occult, um, music, uh, goth, um, all kinds of incredible and uh, and interesting Prints and you know you're talking. I'm talking about stuff you haven't seen before. You know everybody's seen the uh, the same old alien T-shirt over and over and over again, but you've never seen the one they got over at NightChannels.com, and that's why we tell you guys to head over to NightChannels.com and take the Night Channels challenge, which is just surf around 
You know, that's all you got to do. I Take- mean, that's the that's the greatest like endorsement of a e-commerce site is like, I'll, honestly, we're we're not asking you a favor. Just go there and browse, and you're you're gonna find several shirts or hoodies that you're like, uh, I kind of have to have that that talking head shirt. Yeah, it's just. It's just bombing. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you do find those shirts, those sweatshirts that you can't live without, I got good news for you. You use code HMT at checkout. You get 13% off your entire order. You help us out over here at Horror Movie Talk. You help Night Channels out and you get yourself uh, a tremendous stocking stuffer for you and, you know, the sallow lover in your family. So make sure to head on over there. And uh, and see what you can find. Also, if you're listening to these commercials, you should know that you do not have to. Um, you can sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash horrormovietalk. And from there, uh, you will see a variety of tiers that can get you all kinds of different benefits. And each tier higher. So there's... The first tier, second tier, third tier, etc. Well, the second tier has all the stuff in the first tier plus new right. stuff in the second tier. And the third tier has all the stuff in the mm-hmm. tier one through three. So um, so the higher you go, the more stuff you get. And, you, you know, the higher, uh, the higher, the more you pay, the, uh, the better the content that you get. Mm-hmm. So head on over there and that d- supports us directly and you can skip commercials at a certain point. Um, head over to horrormovietalk.com slash shop. Get yourself a t-shirt that says Horror Movie Talk on it with our badass logo. We have the baddest ass logo mm-hmm. of any horror movie podcast out there. And I I, I will... Uh, that is a challenge to other horror movie podcasts. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us that your logo is better than ours. I dare you. You can tell us your show is better than ours, and I'll be like, yeah, well, tell I us haven't. Your hosts you know are more what? interesting and more you, talented. You know what? I haven't listened to your show, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Our logo's better. And that's all because of Dustin Goble. He's a professional artist who fucks very, very hard. He also takes commissions, um, but, uh, but he doesn't want me to say that because he's too busy because mm. you people keep... Keep recognizing his incredible artistic talent and keep commissioning him. And so he's like, don't, ah, I need to spend time with my kids. <laughs> Which I told him that means you need to charge more. No. It means, no. Yeah. Means, I don't know. I, I just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to drum up business for Dustin. I, know. I also business. want to drum up revenue for him. So anyway, more. you can check him out at Instagram over uh, his his tag over there is at dgobel00. That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. You want to get a hold of the show? You call us at 682-253-446 at thanks again for... Sorry, let me try that again. 682-253-4468. Thanks again for listening and let's get into Spoilers! Thanks, Mickey. Listen, I cannot understand you! This is crazy! You're a fool! I can't cope with the stupid bitchy! Understand? (laughs) Every time I listen to that, I just smile. 
So this starts in present day, just in the very, very recent past. This starts in March of 2021. Not that that necessarily matters, although it's... They, they do the the, the uh, rudimentary, like, uh, face masks. And yeah, then yeah, they take yeah. them off immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do a little head nod to be like, oh, well, the reason we have a drone is because it's now. Um, that kind of thing. And uh, and we learn that this is uh, this movie center. This documentary movie centers around a young lady named Margot, who's about to meet her first, the first blood relative she's ever met. Um, and the story behind that is she was dropped off at a hospital at a the ripe old age of a couple months mm-hmm. by her mom inexplicably. She has no, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I would assume as any child who's been dropped off at a hospital. And she has found footage of it. (laughs) Right. They have the the video camera evidence of of that. Um, I'm sure, man, your ability to just... To just to be like miserly in your... To to point out distracting things that are distracting? Yeah. I'm I'm good at it. So what's the problem with that? So when your adoptive family adopts you, they hand you over security footage of the hospital. No, they, <laughs> that, like, yeah, that's a whole but a whole story that you just made up in your head. Like, like you, why you, would she? Why would she have that footage? Because they're a documentary crew, and they are going back and doing their research. They approach the hospital, and they're like, "Hey, do you have footage of this of this time?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure." From- 27 years ago it's i mean it's more believable than her you know adoptive family asking for the footage and then that's, giving her no that's less believable like it <laughs> like security footage i don't know uh, i i don't think that there would you don't ever think they're be required that, to keep records of when babies are dropped in uh, on their doorstep well yeah it'd be the record would be Writing down that a baby was dropped at their for, their doorstep, and the police would be like, "I mean, even think of it like would the police ask for like, yeah, but where's the evidence that this was this baby was dropped off here? Sure, here's, yes, absolutely. Here's so the video can, evidence so that they can identify who it was. Yeah, I I don't think that video would exist twenty years later. Okay, it's not. I mean, it's. <laughs> You're going to say everything that I say is nitpicky, but I don't think this stuff is nitpicky. It's it's like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like in a movie, it makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a movie. We're watching a movie, not, Bryce. but they're not saying this is they're saying this is real life that's documented by real people. No. And that's the other thing like the <laughs> I, I mean, I don't uh, I don't want this whole episode to be me pointing out these things. And but it will frust- be. <laughs> frustrated that I'm saying it. But it's like, uh, especially when you, you pair it against the, the first one. It's like, okay, these movies are no, filled well, with real... Well, the difference, though, is the first one makes explicit and was marketed with explicit intent uh-huh. to be like, this is real. Right. This is, this is 100% real. And even at the start. They have a a tag a a headline at the start of the movie that's like, "Look, we don't know where these people are." This one, yeah, this is much more of a movie. Yes. Well, yeah, isn't that the stated intention is exactly the same? That's my problem. 
but the stated in, but the stated intention in next of kin doesn't exist it's it, there is no headline at the start of this okay. movie that's like so <laughs> this is 100% real like it's okay so the fact that they didn't have text in the beginning no the fact that they're the fact that it's it's not explicitly I- intentionally real yet that we all know it's a movie at this point yeah no it's no but that's the stated in, the stated intention of having a found footage movie to where it's all shot by the people in it because that reflects realism I mean that is the stated intention of a found footage. That's the whole it's, reason for the subgenre. And, and even then, like I, in in my head, the, I live in a world where you can find footage of a baby being dropped off. You know, in you know two thousand one. Yeah, you can find that. You know, like that to me, that seems plausible. Okay. Okay. I mean, but you're saying like the the I guess that's the difference between our watching of it is you're saying that the intention is different than the first one. Yeah. Yes. That they are making a movie. Yeah. It feels a lot different and it doesn't feel like they're really, it, the, the effort that's gone, that went into being like, this is, this is real shit. Um, like to, uh-huh. nodding to the audience. Right. Is not, is not, it's almost uh, not there at all. Yeah, that's my that's ex- that's my exact point. Right. Well, <laughs> you're you're seeing the same thing that I am, but you're like saying, uh, "Okay," and I'm I'm looking at it and saying, "Like, well, why would you say that it's found footage then? Because that's not that's obviously not their intention." To who to make said it. it's found footage? Like the fact that it's called paranormal activity and it's all shot through the perspective of the people in it. That is. That's pretty obvious that the they're using the trope of found footage. I think this I think this boils down to ability to suspend your your your, your disbelief. Uh, right. Like you, you state you, you, you state a premise and you stick with it. <laughs> well, you don't have to state a premise across a franchise. You know, I mean, you're allowed to play. You have a some uh, creative wiggle room to to move around in 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 premise from seven movies like especially when it's just been floundered like don't like if it's not working anymore like you're allowed to wiggle out of the exact stated premise of the right. first movie on movie seven I'd, and, I'd be fine and with- they did that and they did that they're <laughs> like it's a documentary this isn't a handheld found footage thing you know some of these shots are gonna look more professional because it's more professional crew like these are this is a camera crew this is a camera guy like there's a sound guy over here like yeah we they go to efforts to hold your hand and be like it's okay bryce it's not the exact same but we still i I think within that realm i think you're seeing the same things i am but you're not like bothered uh, by assigning any importance to the choices right that they made no, I'm not. And I, I, I agree. It's not I that think, I'm not assigning importance. It's that I'm willing to suspend my disbelief so that I can have, you know, a, a decent experience. Right. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I agree. Like, uh, I, I'm fine with them taking liberties and like saying we're not going to do this the same as the last six movies because it's getting played out. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to do it this way in this one while still picking and choosing what works from 
those other movies. Uh huh. I wish they would have done that instead of like trying to wedge in like the the found footage element. I like they should have they should have just about. shot it like a movie, like any other thriller conjuring movie and then every once it's in a okay while to show. have an ode to the way that it you know like your whole your whole issue is that it's is that it's a half uh, like uh, like a half found footage movie and it just doesn't bother me like so so it's a documentary crew so like okay so that gives us three protagonists that we can that we can follow through hijinks you know like Right, I, I just, I have nothing in common with you. <laughs> so, so she, yeah, she came. Margot came from an Amish family. She was abandoned as a baby in '97. Um, and then we get to meet, uh, uh, we get to meet. Boy, do we meet the sound guy first, or do we meet her relative first? Um, the relative. Yeah, we get to meet her relative. They're in like a restaurant, and her relative is this Amish kid, and he's he's gonna bring them back to the mm-hmm. to the community. And it seems like he's s- strayed from the community. He's one of these, uh, you know, every Amish kid at some point gets let loose. Well, on. it said that he took his rumspringa, and then he just fell in love with a girl and stayed out. Yeah. So. Yeah, and w- you- rumspringa is. That's, is like that's a, the, is like a year sabbatical from living the Amish life and going out and living in like the regular society. Yeah, to see like whether you like it more or not. It's like, yeah, which is something that I really respect. It's like yeah, that seems fair. It's like okay, go out, drink, do drugs, like watch the movies and be like. Is do life, I like? Do I better now? Am I better now? Is this worth it? Yeah. Like, no, I'm miserable. I better just go back to where I just have to chop wood. Yeah. The uh, tell me, tell me, wh- who is your favorite character in this movie? Um, we got our camera guy. Um, who's? Hang on, I got, I got the list back here. Oh, it didn't. I didn't print out my list. I mean, they're. They're all okay. I mean, I think the the main girl is probably the most interesting. I, I guess. liked Dale, the tall sound guy. Yeah, obviously. I always, if you're able to write the funny part, well, I love it every time. I'm just like, yeah, it's the funny guy. I like that guy. <laughs> he was he was so he was so charming mm. and. He uh he didn't get uh he didn't get offed for a for a good while. Mm-hmm. So I so I was very pleased that we got to we got to have his like uh his little commentary throughout the whole thing. He he was introed by being like zip off pants, am I right? And I was like, <laughs> my man. <laughs> like, if it's hot, you just take off the zippers. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. And you're cool too. Um so the first thing that happens once once they get there is they're immediately shunned. Like they 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 got their guide mm-hmm. who is the kid who took the rumspringa mm-hmm. and uh, and left, and he's like bringing them back to his house. He's like, I'm gonna go visit my parents, and you mm-hmm. you guys can come with me. But these cameras, I don't know about this because you know the Amish believe that if 
you got cameras in your face, they're gonna steal your soul. Uh-huh. So, uh, so they get the, the this was the one part of the movie where I was kind of like, well, that was unnecessary. Where they turned them away uh-huh. they, because, and then only immediately. To right. bring them right back uh-huh. with a little kid jump scare. See, see, that's the thing. Like a lot of things in this movie were just obviously done for effect because it doesn't. Uh, it's almost it, like a movie is just a series of effects. That it doesn't. Place. It doesn't logistically make sense. That one didn't for sure. And there's there's a lot of that, especially. I mean, it's. Uh, that 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 stuff is distracting for me. Where it's like, okay, why it, that that specific shot is done for effect, or that specific scene is done for effect, but we looked at as a whole, you're like, what? Wait, what? Why? Yeah, I mean, I get like so- even even like okay, here's here's another point where it's like, why did they do it? And I don't think they ever really explained it in a satisfactory way, which was. Um, they're not Amish. Like they, they say specifically, they're not Amish. Right. Well, they don't. Um, the the postman does. I don't know if they ever say that they're Amish though. Uh, the the the. I guess they do. Yeah, well, they anyways, do. like, but they're not. Right. The postman. So why, the postman wh- tells them, "Oh, you're you're staying with the old uh, who's it family." Yeah. Well. Yeah, no, they're not Amish. And they're like, what? Right. I, I I delivered mail in this area for 20 years, and I know all the Amish family, and they ain't Amish. They're something else. And then it's revealed that, like, you know, the the guy has a computer, and they've been planning all this, you know, through the internet, mm-hmm. and they will use technology. So it's almost like, I don't understand, were they, like, setting it up for her to look Amish? <laughs> or... Are they always living like they're Amish for no apparent reason? No, they're living. They're they're living like they're Amish. To my, I mean, my very like they're, it's not explicitly explained. I mean, or the thing that like they that, but my, they say I, something on, to exp- on, let me let okay. me my 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 take of it was that you know hiding in plain sight, it's easiest to just blend in with your surroundings, and so what do we need to keep? this thing under wraps right we need land we need a religious excuse so like a religious exemption and we need space lots of space in the countryside so we don't we don't want to be bothered right just well, leave us alone we blend in with our surroundings okay well i mean religious exemption from what I, you know I, again this is just this is just my like just because I mean that's the, the story I tell myself that they're they're kind of alluding to that it's never really explicitly said right I mean even they the th- one thing that said is that um oh it's because they're hiding in plain sight um like is it why wouldn't it be plain sight if they're just living like ninety nine percent of the u s rural population which is just Maybe they're living out there on a farm. I mean, well, why can't it? Why can't they all enjoy this type of life? Like, you know, why? It, why can't this be part of their religion? Which is clearly very crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's like it's more extreme than Amish. That's for damn sure. I mean, that's that's fine. I just wish they would have 
um, put a little more effort into explaining why they chose that because that's like oh that's coming that's that's going to be next of kin too they very clearly left <laughs> uh, that o- okay. open for that don't get well no- there's no community left so it's not like they need to explain it now it's just oh yes samuel are you kidding there's they the- all died in this household sure but they're part of a whole community this is so easy to expand this like this is uh so i mean yeah, I mean, the other thing that I juxtaposed this with was uh, I I watched Witness a couple days ago, which is all set in an Amish community, and I'm so glad that they just explicitly said at some point that these people aren't Amish, because I was watching, it was like, this is so low effort, like, they're not, the premise is really interesting to say, like, we're going to set it in this completely, like, foreign, um, different culture. Like, very different from what you're used to. Um, of a more, you know, primitive lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And um, part of that is just the personality and the, the um, behavior of the Amish is also very different. It's yeah. not like, oh, we're living in a different way. Right. It's like they do not have most of the knowledge that you do about, you know, the wider world. Um and also like their priorities are like completely different. How they talk about the world and themselves is completely different. So that was like very apparent in in witness and I don't even think that's necessarily representative, but um it feels I mean even Kingpin <laughs> It's probably more accurate with the Amish than than this movie, and uh, well, they weren't Amish, but they yeah. Eventually, it said like they're not Amish. I'm like, okay, well, at yeah. least they, at least I have an excuse not to hold them to that. Um, uh, I I just wish they would have made the personality stronger because they all just seemed like actors in a movie. Like it's all they're all like, um. I don't know. It's a real subtle, subtle difference. They're all delivering lines like they're modern people, like talking in a modern way. So like the the interview with the um, with the father, where he's like, you know, she was always, you know, a nonconformist in a homogenous society, and it's like that's not to me. That's like. That's not how... You see yourself a little too much. That's not how that person would talk. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how they would say that. And so, Even if you're, like, a conservative religion, that's not how they would put it. Right. They wouldn't say, like, oh, it's just a, it's just a nonconformist. It's like, no, it's like they... The way that a religious person would say is, like, they were drawn to sin or something like that. They They would say it, like, in a way that they lost the battle not like that they were inherently that way yeah um and even if you watch like one of those reality shows about the amish you're like oh these are there's just like an innocence and and like a plainness to the way they communicate that just wasn't in this at all so i'm glad that they didn't they eventually said well they're not actually amish (laughs) Um, because that makes more sense well 
<laughs> my boy Dale came in and said, "Do all pigs ni- have nice butts?" Yeah. <laughs> Dale had some some good lines, like the 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 stuff that they chose about like how to make him quirky. Yeah, like was pretty pretty good choices. I really enjoyed his character. He he was. He's probably the most likable horror movie character of 2021 for me. Like, yeah. he just rung a bell for me. So let's get into the... Okay, so we're in spoilers uh, proper here. So, you know, if you haven't seen it, you know, it's on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, hop over there. I'd say watch it. Bryce gave it a six, so I'd still kind of watch it. Um, but he, here it goes. We're going we're gonna to get into the, the the main thrust of this whole thing. So... Uh, Margot notices activities in the house that can't be explained by people. They're not normal activities. <laughs> normal. Like next to normal. Yeah, close to it. And, uh, and perpendicular to ho- to normal. Right. And uh, and so you know things going bump in the night, and then there's a church that they you know a little personal church that this family has, kind of way out separated in the woods it's a very inhospitable place it's snowing a lot it's cold um and all and and the people keep alluding to Margot's mother still being there like still, yeah, still at least one there. little girl did yeah yeah and there's a couple little like people are like oh yeah she never left and uh and so she's like there's something going on like her she's and she's the ballsiest girl you've ever seen in your entire life because when they get into this church they you know they see people they see people doing rituals at night it's just fucking weird you know and um and so they get into this church and they find this tunnel that goes way deep down Mm -hmm. underneath the church i mean straight down Mm -hmm. straight down it's like a pit that's been dug to keep something inside it, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's impressive the water table so low there. It's crazy low, like especially considering how much it snows and rains out there. Right. Um, it's almost as if there were paranormal forces that mm. were keeping the water table at bay. I will say that hole is the most effective part of the movie. It's so compelling. That was my favorite. I was like, this is this is just great. Like, this is a great element of a horror movie because it is frightening being dropped down into a black hole. I loved this. Yeah. This hole was... I can't believe that Brian... Agrees with me about paranormal activity next of kin. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this hole was fabulous. And the click, 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 the the winch to lower Mm -hmm. her in, like, how slow it went... And you're just like, oh, God, what's at the bottom of this hole? And you kind of knew it was her mom. You kind of mm-hmm. knew that her mom was down here the whole time. See, I didn't think it was her mom until it showed the woman. But I thought it was like, oh, well, it's a demon down there. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you're not wrong. Yeah. Right? They, so so there's this demon Asmodeus that these people, you know, basically kind of worship, but they don't they don't necessarily worship him. They kind of appease him. They kind of like keep him trapped underground. Mm-hmm. And he needs a vessel to mm-hmm. sit in. And that vessel is is Sarah, Margot's mom, and now Margot. The reason they've they've brought Margot here is because, well, your mom's kinda well, sh- you know, Asmodeus takes a toll on 
you can't just hang around with Asmodeus in you forever. So in this pit, um, you know, we've been taking two-headed lambs and calves mm-hmm. down here. and She really loves two-headed lambs. Mm. It's like favorite. It's her favorite dish. Yum, 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 yum. Impressive. Very nice. She loves. She Every time they bring her a two-headed calf, she's like. Impressive. Very nice. <laughs> that's modious. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, that's that's where this ends up, uh, is deep under this church in this deep, dark hole. And she, she has so much balls because she's just like, well, I'm going down. Yeah. Like, I would never, I would never, in no world, would I be like a winch lowering into a hole with a bunch of crosses in it? Uh-huh. Sign me up. I'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so that provided a tremendous amount of anxiety for yeah. me. I was just like, uh-uh, do not go down into that hole. Why would you go down into that hole? And then she gets down there and it's like... <laughs> Hey, there's growling and grunting sounds down there. Lower me down. <laughs> Oof. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, Asmodeus, as it turns out, is the king of demons. <laughs> so we're not talking about just some some uh-huh. piddly little demon. Uh-huh. Um, I I I do want to say we skipped over one point that I just wanted to yeah yeah point out. They're they're interviewing the father of Sarah, and I love this one moment where he's like. So we shunned her. It's like, and that's really where she grew distant. Like, he said... <laughs> Something about the shun. I don't know. He's like, and that's when she just kind of pulled away. Like, duh. Uh, you shunned her. It's like... It's a point, wasn't it, it? It's like when you're beating up someone and just saying, like, why are you doing this to yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> like, I just love that. It's like, I, I just don't understand why she left after she was shunned. It's so tragic how they hopped on pop um yeah and uh let's see here where where, where are we at so it's huge take, hole take it yeah so I mean, we're talking about Sarah. so so they're not re- they're not really um worshiping asmodeus what they're mainly doing is keeping him at yeah, bay and containing containing so mm-hmm. these are these are good people mm-hmm. these are these are people who are preventing asmodeus from being unleashed on the world to do horrible things mm-hmm. and so you know and so you know if Margot really wanted to do the right thing here she'd give herself up for yeah. Asmodeus yeah. it's kind of a Sophie's choice right um, yeah and we're like told explicitly like no this is what you're doing is wrong to try to have help her escape because if Asmodeus gets out it'll possess anyone jump from body to body and and uh, kill everyone and create chaos throughout the world. And like, and then he does that. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, they get rid of Sarah, um, who's the container, the vessel for Asmodeus. They get up to the to the whole family, and everything is in t- total chaos. It's just abrupt. Yeah. It's just that subreddit, abrupt chaos. Right. And uh, oh. which I kind of love because it's like. <laughs> It was. It's a pretty slow-paced movie. Yeah. Yes, it is a very. It, that should be mentioned. This is a. This is not a quick. Lots of jump scares. This is really a metered-out, slow-paced movie. Yeah. And then it just goes full retired. Yeah. Like at the end, like we are 
moving into the retirement community, and it's just havoc. And walk me through this ending. Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. Walk me through this ending. What did you like about it? Um, just the chaos and like the <laughs> the yeah. I mean, it's just super chaotic and uh, you know, people with their eyes gouged out and like they're just like, what the fuck? Wow, this uh, went from zero to sixty. Yeah, and uh, and it's like. Oh, this was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> should I should have gone down there and just let Asmodeus take it. Yeah. And then um Asmodeus take the wheel. And then with the cops showing up and then Samuel being possessed and just like making them shoot themselves. That that gets a little like, oh, okay. That's you can't make them too powerful. Yeah, I became confused. I was like, "Wait, what? Wait, what's happening?" Like but in the end, you're just like, no, there's a super, super powerful demon that could basically take over the world now, and you just released it. Good job. So Hope your documentary turns out nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who are they showing this? The, 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 who are they showing the, 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 the finished right. product of this documentary right. to? That should exactly. be a real problem. It's like, hmm. So the Ghostbusters will have to come in. Oh, Ghostbusters Paranormal Activity crossover. Ooh. This always made sense. How has this never been a I thing? <sighs> Get a little Bill Murray and But it's not a ghost, activity. it's a demon. Yeah, true. It's different. But don't uh Remember the the guy in the first paranormal activity is like, "Oh no, my specialty's ghosts. I I'm useless. Yeah. I can't do anything." This is a de- I got to get Frankly, you. The- I don't want to be here. Yeah, I, I got to get you. Uh, I got a demon guy. Let me give you the number to my demon guy. He's out of town. He's in. <laughs> he's in. Uh, you know, the, he's uh, in the northern Fiji, Canada. Fiji, you know, <laughs> doing doing fun stuff in yeah. Fiji on his demonologist salary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the whole ending was. Actually, left me being like, wait, wait. I I felt spun around. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. that was bonkers, right? Um, but I did love the mystery through the whole thing. I'd say, you know, if you're a big fan of the Paranormal Activity movies, this will at least remind you of them. It's it really is not much in terms of like continue. It's it does nothing to continue the storyline of Toby, right? Uh, it does nothing to continue this storyline of Christy or Katie. Um, this is a whole new start for the Paranormal Activity uh, franchise, and it would not surprise me at all if they use this as a leaping off point as, like, they might a soft reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it is... It's... I don't know. Depend on Depending on who you most... Um, you know, if, if, you, if you're a person who m- more frequently... Uh, sides with with my opinion on movies, then I I think you'll have a fun enough time on this if you're able to uh, to suspend your disbelief for you know just not even a lot, just a little bit. <laughs> then you'll be okay. What do you think, Bryce? Um, I mean, if you're a huge fan of Paranormal Activity movies for what they are and like the the premise of it, like this is that. Yeah, it's not that. No. It's it's more akin to the other found footage movies that take a lot of liberties. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, the further down the road to where it's like, mm. now it's just like they just chose to say it's found footage because they want to have shitty 
camera jiggling, you know, yeah. all the time. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, there'll be a lot of people that like this. It's, it's a decent horror movie. Like it's, um, I mean, I wouldn't say like it's bad. It's for me, it was just really distracting mostly just because the marketing and the premise of it. But you know, yeah, if you, if you can suspend your disbelief and, and, uh, you know, enjoy it for the story and the, the characters, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, would you suggest people buy a Paramount Plus subscription solely for this? Mm, no. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Um, although Par- Paramount Plus seems to have a decent amount of. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, on. I looked at the other movies that are on there. It's like they've got a good selection. Yeah. It's so hard to find. <laughs> I wish there was like a service that just said what where the duplicates were or, or just told you like these are the exclusives because there's so many movies and like docs that are on every platform you're like okay this is the billionth time that i've seen mm. you know jurassic park <laughs> put in front of me yeah because it's on everything you know yeah i can't think of specifically like what the movies are that are common among all of them but I wish that you would just say, like, these are the good ones that are exclusive. Yeah. So you can decide based on that. Anyway. Okay. So with that, let's get into It Came from Social Media. Yes, it came from social media. To fill the world with terror. To bring you unforgettable suspense. (laughs) What was it? Where did it come from? Who were the all-powerful creatures it brought from social media? And what did they want on Earth? Uh, If you haven't guessed by now, it came from social media. It's stuff that happened on our social media. Specifically, I'm going to be taking a few things out of our uh, Facebook group. But not only that, uh, we had a recent comment on uh, YouTube that I'm going to read as as well. So, So buckle up for that. Um, actually, is it that novel that that guy wrote? Yes. Yeah. About Candyman? Yes. I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, first of all, I'd like to thank, uh, Ryan Joyner, uh, who is steadfastly posting on the Facebook group, uh, his reviews of horror movies that he, he takes a long, a long, a lot of time to review, uh, movies and and put them up on on the Facebook group and uh, and here's one uh, about Great White which is a 2021 yeah you guessed it shark movie uh, Great White gives us the answer to the question what would happen this is by Ryan Joyner what would happen if five of the blandest people in the world were trapped on a raft for 60 minutes of a movie <laughs> and what a team of plain oatmeal we have we got the boyfriend with a traumatic past. Uh, the I'm pregnant to add the the pregnant girl to add unnecessary tension and the annoying guy, the douchebag and the other one uh, other one literally had no discernible character traits. Uh, he takes Ryan takes a lot of uh, time and effort to put some comedy into his writing and he watches movies so I don't have to and mm-hmm. I get these nice six or seven paragraph synopses and he's been doing it for a couple months now and so I'd just like to take a moment to uh, to appreciate him also recently big news Bryce 
Remember all that SS Experiment Camp 2 hubbub mm-hmm. a couple months ago where, I mean, there were just nonstop memes mm-hmm. and they were trying to get us to review this terrible movie uh-huh. and then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. public sentiment kind of turned against them. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people were mean to the people who were pushing SS Experiment Camp 2 and it resulted in someone, some some jerk said something mean to Hans and uh, and Hans left the group or mm. something. He 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 went radio silent. I don't know if he actually left the group. The way Facebook groups works is doesn't really allow me to see that specific stuff. But he's back. Mm-hmm. Hans is back. So big news, everyone. Um, and he posted recently in honor of Elizabeth Velas. I'd like to ask what your favorite horror subgenres are. I personally like the rough, edgy, early 80s urban slashers like Maniac, Tenabra, uh, Nightmare in a Damaged Brain, or New York Ripper. Something about the simplicity and blunt force of this type of movie. Movie. What subgenres do you prefer and why? Uh, Elizabeth answers him, Based on people's responses yesterday, I might get flack for this, but I am a sucker for found footage. I agree with people that hate them. Uh, and the bad ones are bad. I still like them, though, but I understand why they are bad. Um, let's see here. A lot of people mention creature features, um, which I'm just not so much a sucker for. What? What about you? In terms um, of, like, what would your favorite subgenre of horror be? Uh, family-based haunting. Family-based haunting. Yeah. Yeah. So like Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Yeah. So like Paranormal Activity next of kin. No. Oh. Well, but it's family-based. It's not. I mean, I'm talking about... You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, uh, Jeffrey Kress writes, he likes cult, demonic, and folk, and also teen slasher. Really ranging the gamut there. Mm-hmm. Um. Dan says he likes supernatural and psychological. He loves uh, movies that blur the lines between what's supernatural and what's in your mind. Um, Brad, my buddy Brad, says psychological thrillers are my fave. Story-driven, plot twists, great acting. Lots of people saying psychological thrillers. And, um, you know, Tandra says she likes black and white creature features like the blob attack of the giant leeches them like and I've been going back and watching these older movies yeah it's like it's so comfortable it's like a big comfy easy chair I don't know like I don't I tried watching Creature from the Black Lagoon everyone says like oh it's it's like the best universal horror movie okay like I couldn't couldn't do it it just looked like every MST 3K (laughs) like things like oh Science man <laughs> doing science by a black lagoon. Uh oh, there's a creature there. There's a creature in the black lagoon. It's swimming, and like I just like okay, it's a mon- uh, it's a monster. I guess I guess it's bad. Are you cooking in there? No. Are you making an interocitor? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh... I I will say I did like the original Frankenstein. Like that was that. Ended up being more entertaining than I thought. Watched Bride of Frankenstein in October, and that was 
interesting as well. I mean, it, it had most of what you associate with Frankenstein in that movie compared right to the of. original. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was also kind of like, huh, this is not as super entertaining and engaging as I would expect a, a classic to be. But, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, you kind of, I mean, you know, you have to weigh it as, as part of its time. And it's kind of like, uh, yeah. its time was boring as shit, bro. <laughs> I mean, there's some, there's some like classics where you watch them and you're like, oh, well, that holds up. Like that stands up in any time. So like if you watch Casablanca or Citizen Kane, you're like, okay, that's in the time when everyone was talking like My Girl Friday. It's like, oh, so you so you came into my office, see, and you blah, blah, blah. And like they're quick talking like stage play actors. Yeah. And then you see like Citizen Kane where it's like much more modern acting and filmmaking. You're like, oh, well. This is where Orson Welles cracked the code. This is where they started making actual movies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and as opposed to stage plays filmed. Yeah. Um, and this, yeah, then some some uh, films from the those times are not timeless. Yeah, and, you know, if you guys uh, uh, would like to take part in these, there's a lot of discussions about horror movies going on over at our Facebook group. Um, so head on over there, and I, I promise you'll be uh, you'll be greeted with open arms. Um, just looking at this wall of text uh, that's left on our Candyman review, I don't think I'm going to read it, but uh, Para Peric left us a very interesting. Re if you're if you're actually uh, able to get through it, um, it's he got a lot of interesting points about how the new Candyman is kind of. Um, kind of reverse racist um and i don't know if that's uh if that's something that's real or not you guys can write in and tell us if reverse racism is real but i i'm just i'm just trying to figure out you know like what all racism is because i'm very stupid so um i'll have to read that comment because i can't identify anything that was uh they killed no only white, white people. people only white people were killed um in the new Candyman movie uh whereas in the old one it was more about uniting um the the people of of differing color um in an, in an attempt to kind of like bridge bridge that gap hmm. um but in the new one it was kind of about sticking it to whitey hmm. which um you know it may not be the, I don't know, race relations being what they are. You may not want to, I don't know, segregate a whole group of people. I, it just doesn't seem like it held up in the past. Um, so with that, let's get on to horror movie talk whores. This is a little bit where you guys can call into the show at 682-253-4468. Let us know what's on your mind. Let's get right into it. This is Sam. Yes, this is Sam from Indianapolis. I just want to speak to two points from the Last Night in Soho podcast. Uh, the first one is, 
uh, you should relate more to the women in fear. The threat of rape is always present. And the second point is... Uh, Wait. I should relate more to the women in the women of Soho because the fear of rape is always present. Is he alluding to your saying? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a saying that me and my friends had, which was uh, uh, rape is always a threat. It's always a threat. And I don't think that's like a perspective that only women should have. I think men should just understand that there's always a threat of rape. I mean, yeah, it's just it's I mean, if we're talking practically about this, the subset of people who are interested in raping me much smaller than the subset of people who are interested in raping the lead cast from last night in Soho. There's a I just have a lot less to worry about. (laughs) True. Statistically speaking, I'm doing okay. But it can strike at any time is the thing. Can it? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, are you safe here with me? Um, no, definitely not. But there are other times when I when I feel very safe, you know, like. Um, but here, no, mm-hmm. you're, you're right about that. Right. Yeah. Here, and Sam continues. When the eyes are big and spaced out like that, that's fetal alcohol syndrome. And you're basically shaming the poor young woman for her mother being a raging alcoholic during pregnancy. That's just sad. Uh- <laughs> Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye, Sam from Indianapolis. I'm pretty sure that's not the case. No, that seems like, it seems like just... Yeah, hot. I don't think F- FAS is like associated with wide eyes. It's more like droopy eyes. Moving on. Hey, Rice and David. It's Robert the Farter. Oh, boy. Um, so I checked out the t-shirt. Hey, Rice and David, it's Robert the Farter. (laughs) Um, so I checked out the t-shirt website. Night Channel stuff. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Uh, they have some really cool stuff on there. I thought that was cool. Um, I'm, I just listened to the night, uh, I mean, Halloween 4 review. And, um, I'm trying to figure out how to become a patron, but I can't exactly figure it out yet. But I think I'll get it, hopefully. Um, and then I just had a question. If you could tell me what this line is from. They mostly come out at night. Mostly. So just, uh, tell me what the line's from if you can. If you know what it is. And, uh, see ya. (laughs) All right, he's filling out the character. I love Robert the Farter. Right. First of all, Robert, thank you for trying to figure out how to become a patron. Anybody who supports the show is doing us a huge favor. We we really want to build this show into something that can support our families. Um, so and and if if you feel like Robert, if it if it's a confusing venture to try and uh, to try and you know figure out Patreon, we can help you. Just message us on uh, on Facebook or Twitter or something like that, and yeah. uh, and we'll help you out. Um, but. What's that line from, Bryce? That's from Aliens. They mostly come out at night. Mostly. That was uh, Newt. Newt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good question, Robert the Farter. You know who? what Robert's voice kind of reminds me of? What? 
you know that YouTube video of like the guy giving instructional, like, this is this is how. Oh yeah, yeah. The series of videos that get progressively yes. weirder and weirder, and like you gotta seal the hole. You gotta. Are the... you drill? You drill it, and then um, and then once you drill it, you I gotta hold it with both hands. I only I. <laughs> And, you, oh, and then you spill water on it. <laughs> yeah. I love... <laughs> Yay! Yeah, that's... That, I love that channel, that YouTube channel. What is that? I can't remember the name of it. But it's... It's, like, kind of iconic. I've never watched all of them. I've only... I think you showed me a couple of them. Oh, I, I, I like, watched the whole thing. I can't They're, they're kind of amazing. They go... It goes down this horrible rabbit hole of, like... I watched, like, one of the last ones, I think, on, on TikTok, where he's, like, in the woods. <laughs> he doesn't have, like, clothes on, and he's, like, dirty and, and like, bruised. And he's trying to seal, like, a hole in a tree. How to... Alan Tutorial. That's How it. to crush a can... Hey guys, thanks for coming to YouTube. Today on my page I'm going to show you a new tutorial, brand new, on how to crush an old can of soda with wood. So here's a soda, this is Dr. Pepper can. You need one soda can. How to crush an old soda can with wood. <laughs> well, good news for you. We got another message from Robert. Okay. Hey, this is Robert the Farter again. Sorry, I had a question for you guys. That's okay. So I was wondering what your least favorite movie in the Halloween franchise is. Uh, also, the same question to you, Bugsy, if you are listening. Yes. Um, mine is Halloween 3, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because I went in seeing it without knowing anything. But, uh, yeah. Also, why'd you guys rate Quiet Place so high? I mean, it's, it's a good movie. That's I'm right. not saying. Hang on, let's, let's take this in, in, let's, let's break this down. So, yeah, I have to agree so far of what I've seen. I've seen Halloween 1 through 4, and then, um, and 2018 and Kills. 2018 and Kills. Um, and of those, I, Definitely disliked three the most, right? Because it doesn't make any fucking sense at mm -hmm. all. Um, it's a confusing movie uh, at best, and right. just cocaine-addled writing it at right. worst. Um, so that, and I know I feel like I can speak for Bugsy on this one. Three is yeah. his least favorite as well. So you're in good company there, Robert. Um, let's see here. He's getting into. Oh, now he's asking us about Quiet Place and why we liked it that's not a good movie just think about all these plot holes now before I say them just don't get mad at me for saying that for saying that but um I don't think that it's that good just because of all these plot holes like you know how the dad John Krasinski takes his daughter to the waterfall where they can just yell and scream and stuff and do whatever they want because the waterfall is so loud that the monster can't hear the sounds they're making over it. Why don't they literally just make their house right next to the waterfall? Then they can be as loud as they flippin' want, and the monster won't hear them. How are you going to build that house, Robert? How are you going to build that house? With what? Why did nobody ever think of that? 
then the monster will never come for you because he'll never hear you. Anyways, I mean, it's still a good movie. I mean, that kind of just was just a big mistake for me. I don't know. Anyways, it's Robert the Forter. I'm out. (laughs) All right. I love it. Hang on. You need a drill with a battery pack. You gotta put... First thing you gotta do is put the can on its side. Robert, uh, that's that didn't bother me too much, uh, mainly because I wonder how they would build a house, you know? Yeah. Like, you need nails and screwdriver, and, I mean, sure, you're near the waterfall, but you got to get all this supplies there. Like, yeah, you got to truck it. <laughs> Trucks are usually loud. Yeah, statistically, it would be very difficult to, to do. Uh, uh, there's a lot of questions that you could ask around a quiet place, like, why are they out in, like, rural America? Wouldn't they still be in urban centers? Like, yeah, it's pretty quiet out there. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those where it breaks down if you think about it too much. But in in terms of like the concept, it's I think they it was a good movie. Oh yeah, I mean, look, I I I don't know where I fall in this spectrum. I don't think I'm. I, I'm able to suspend my disbelief so much that um, that I can enjoy slashers, um, but I I'm definitely able to do it pr- pretty well. And and I wanted to, this to be a fun move. I, I mean, yeah, you know. I, and the other thing that that Quiet Place had going for it, I mean, to this day, that was the most impressive movie going experience I've ever had. Ever, right, right, ever. Right. I went with Bryce and his wife. Uh, and I mean, that theater was silent and you could feel the energy in there. Like everybody Mm -hmm. was really having a good time. Yeah. And so that, that was a very fun experience for me. That's, that's a big part of it. Okay. Next caller. Much love Bryce and David Day. It's your boy Bugsy calling from Tampa Bay, the Sunshine State. Anywho, just wanted to let you guys know again. It was such an honor being on your Halloween 4 Return of Michael Myers review. I love that movie. It's my favorite sequel in the franchise. I love you guys. I've been a little bit um, down on my luck lately uh, financially. Uh, you know, I'm in between uh, positions, you know, trying to find new work because I can't keep delivering Uber Eats to rich people when gas is 350 a gallon, you know. They don't really tip, and me spending 12 hours, 13 hours a day driving in my car is kind of running the mileage up and killing my back, but... That's when I love. That's when I love to listen to you guys the most. I love to listen to you guys the most when I'm in my car and I'm doing my ventures, you know. And you guys kind of save me from the mundane bullshit of society. But you know, I love you guys. You know, I'm your biggest supporter. It's your boy Bugsy, Bugsy Siegel, HMT's rapper. Let's get it. Much love, B and D, Bryce and David Day. Man, if you're if you're out there and you're getting Uber Eats or DoorDash or whatever the fuck, and you're not tipping your drivers. Man, fuck you, dude. Like, that's is such a such a service, mm-hmm. and it's so, like, uh, I don't know. I I just can't imagine. Like, I'm so tip oriented. Like, I'm like, how much do I tip the everybody? Like, mm-hmm. I, and the answer is just like, 
Just be nice to people, mm-hmm. like as nice as you can. Okay, I have a question for you, mm. like about tipping, and this is, uh, okay, I'll just ask it. Yeah. Um, if you get takeout, so you're going to the place like and picking it up, mm-hmm. and they print it out, and you got to like sign it, and there's a tip line and yeah, total line. Yeah, yeah. Do you tip? takeout so this is a really good question because it, it's recently become confounded right so like pre-pandemic nah no don't tip um you know i mean maybe maybe occasionally if you really like the place or something like that but once the pandemic hit then it was like oh these people are struggling and i was i you know i wouldn't tip normally uh but i'd throw two or three bucks on there you know because mm. like what's two or three bucks yeah it's like eh. and they they can definitely use it so what about drive through oh hell no right no so what's the difference between drive through and pickup though that's a good question yeah i guess because i i went to like muchas gracias and they like have the the tip thing like yeah just select a tip and like Dude, the most ingenious thing that has ever happened to tipping is square. You're right. Square payments. Fucking yeah. forcing it under your chin. I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. Are Do you feel like you want to feel like a horrible person right now? Yeah. Just is- press zero. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see. That's the thing. I always associate tipping with service. So, like, you, you tip for, like, people that are taking care of you or right. like serving you yeah so yeah like servers in a restaurant or a even, door dasher or even yeah door dash like that's the thing is like if we're tipping takeout and drive-throughs like who are you not tipping a door dasher uber eats person that's driving their own vehicle yeah. to come to your door yeah it's like they're not even asking to leave your door so yeah, that's that seems egregious not to tip well for those. But yeah, for me, I'm like, I don't. There's no service with takeout. You just walk. Like I have to leave, walk in, and get it. Yeah. So I'm like this. Even if it was like curbside, I would almost be like, oh, okay, you had to walk seven feet. Yeah. Um. But I, it, and yeah, then even it, even like even like Dutch Brothers, where they're like, you know. Hey, how's it going? How's your day? And they're like outside. I'll tip you to shut the fuck up. That's what I'll do. Shut the, shut the fuck up. Do not talk to me. What the fuck is going on? Like that makes me so irate. This thing where it's like, how's your day going? What are you doing? Where are you going? Oh, how, uh, how long's your dick? It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. You need to shut up. Yeah. There's Um, like, there's like a TikTok where the people from dutch brothers just start climbing into your driver's side window <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes that's um, what it feels like listen if listen it sounds like bugsy's fallen on some tough times bugsy has been a supporter of the show for a long time he also does the the uh our our closing song stick around to listen to him but if you'd like to support him um that would be very kind of you or hey commissioner um, rap song yeah commissioner rap song he'll he'll dude bugsy's all about rolling in the them hundies yeah i'm not i'm not so good at this at this rap game stuff Uh but that's why i got bugsy um so you know go ahead and follow him on spotify that's bugsy siegel 
and uh, and toss him a few ducats. He deserves it. He's a nice guy. See no evil <gasps> in Cleveland. She's back. See no evil's Yay. back on the show. Hooray! Hey Dave. Hey Bryce. What is up? Long time no talk. I'm still here, just living my life the best way I can, you know, being blind. It ain't easy sometimes, but I'm making it. I'm faking it while I make it. I just wanted to let you know, I listened to, I think it was last night in Soho, the review for that. Thank you so much. I love your spoiler. I love the way you spoil the movie in detail. For people like me who can't see the movie, I can listen to your spoilers <laughs> and get a total image of the movie in my head. So I really appreciate the spoilers that you do. Um, just wanted to say, hey, I'm doing good. I hope you guys are doing good. Keep on rocking the horror movie talk. And peace out, dude. I've missed you. Since yeah, you. she she is so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I received a message from her on oh maybe it was Halloween or something. She was just like you know tell your family. I said happy Halloween, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't remember what which which holiday it was, but it was just very. Is very she's very thoughtful and she's mm-hmm. very kind and um she had some trouble listening to the show um I can't imagine what it's like trying to navigate a smartphone and you know find our podcast right. on there specifically um but I I I'm so glad that she was able to call in and listen to our uh, last night in Soho review we really appreciate her she is blind and so I know they have those those uh closed caption or like not the the uh dubs for hearing it or for visually impaired to where they're like describing what's on screen i wonder yeah. how hard it is to do that in theaters if they if any actually have that that's you can a, like get a headset a or something good question man i i couldn't tell you because a theater would be the uh, a, a great place to experience a movie you right know, with that massive sound yeah. um if only there was some accompaniment yeah anyway um here is our next caller glad so glad to hear from you see no evil Hey boys, this is CJ from Massachusetts. Uh, so I need to know, David, what is a scare no-no? I've been listening to the show now for over a year, and I still cannot figure it out. Okay, CJ, well, you're... I don't, um, you know, I don't... Do you remember where that's from? Uh, is a meme... It's uh, from a Tim and Eric sketch. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a the, mattress commercial. Yeah, the mattress commercial. Yeah. <laughs> you have a case of the Sunday Scare No-No's? Sunday Scare No-No's. Sunday Scare No-No's. And drill a hole. Let me see if I can find it. Hi, my name is Quirky Purple, and welcome to the Purple Boys series on ideal sleep solutions and zonk strategies. I'm joined by one of the co-creators of the Purple Boys, Gino Purple. Thank you so much, Quirk. 
I am indeed Gino Purple, the Purple Boy, and we are here to help you sleep. Today we're going to be talking about the Sunday Scaries. Ooh. And we're going to take you on a wild ride to teach you how to say no-no to the Sunday Scare no-no's. <laughs> So this is a this is a purple mattress commercial. So right. purple mattresses are a brand of mattresses, and they hired Tim and Eric to do a series of yeah. commercials uh, for commercials for them, and in the style of Tim and Eric. Yeah. And uh, so we'll yeah. just we'll just we go don't, down. We don't have to watch the rest of it. Uh, just a couple more seconds here. It's your mind. Let the sleep flow through you. Have two minutes of time to let me help you sleep. This is finally sleep you can count on. It's time to sleep. <laughs> Sunday scare no no. So you just want to chase those Sunday scare no nos away, and you can do that with purple. Um, we don't have a HMT code with purple, but maybe we could if you bother them about that um, right. or yeah. something. Uh, a lot so- of podcasts advertise mattresses. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, there I wonder are... how many they they have to sell for that to be worth. It. I mean, I imagine if we sold a mattress, like that would be a fantastic ROI for how much we charge for advertising. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, here's 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 a thing that I've dabbled with uh, recently. There was a time a couple years ago when there were so many mattress stores around our houses in. <laughs> In our general vicinity, like there was one across the street from the other one, uh-huh. and one was named like Mattress Firm, and the other one was like Mattress Factory. And and if you go on Google Maps and you type in Mattress Store, uh-huh. sometimes you'll get like four on an intersection. Right. And I'm just like, oh, these are definitely fronts for cleaning money. Yeah, there's there's a a, a meme where it was specifically Mattress Firm. It's like, yeah, there's mattress firms, like, several in the same town. It's like, how could you possibly need that many? And you never see anyone no in them. No. You, never no. have I seen anyone in that mattress firm on, on 78th Street. Funny you should mention that mattress firm on 78th Street. I went in there this week, bought a bed for my daughter. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I stand corrected. See, that's that's the type it's a, of business. It seems like a front for washing money. Yeah. That's the type of business that it's either a front for washing money or their margins must be so insane. Uh-huh. That's that's the answer. Once, that they can especially be like, fun, once memory foam. Notice that this right. didn't happen until memory foam came out. Memory foam came out and they're just like, oh, shit, we can just, we just cut foam into a square. <laughs> that's it. You don't even got to twist the metal around. Yeah, just we've already got the machines to sew fabric around squares. Yeah, once you can sell foam for a thousand bucks a pop, right? And you know it costs thirty five dollars. And they're like, no, 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 no. This is special foam. Yeah, this is not like the normal foam. This foam remembers. (laughs) (laughs) You got to buy this foam, or else it's going to tell us your secret. (laughs) Hey, uh, with that, that is the end of our show. I'm really curious to know, am I, you know, I ask questions a lot of you people and you never have fully addressed them. We we have a fucking voicemail line. You, you can call us at 682-253-4468. Tell me, am I being crazy with paranormal activity next to Ken or is Bryce being crazy? Mm. 
It's hard for me to know. I'm constantly questioning reality. Uh I I want your opinions. So call us up uh, and let us know what you think of the movie. And, uh, and, you know, we'll just take that. And, you know, if you side with Bryce, he'll just lord that over my head. And if you side with me, I'll take it graciously. And I'll, you know, I'll be like, oh, it's, Uh uh, yes, of course. And I'll be very, Uh I'll have a lot of candor about it. Right. Um, Make but sure. that's never happened. So I mean, we, <laughs> who's, who's to exp- who knows if that will actually be true? Got to stay humble. Um, see, and this is what I'm talking, lording it over my head. He's doing it right now as we speak. Nothing's even happened, and he's already doing it. <laughs> Make sure to share the show with a friend. Uh, that helps us grow a lot. If every one of you shared the show with a friend, we'd be double the size that we are now, which is hu- which is huge. We'd be the size of um, at least Cambodia. Um, Go ahead and uh, and support the show any way you can. Of course, on our website, there's that Amazon link. If you're going to do your holiday shopping, make sure to head to HorrorMovieTalk.com. Click through the link at the top of our website. It says buy stuff on Amazon. Then do all your holiday shopping on Amazon or, you know, locally and support your locals so that they don't go out of business. Whatever. It's just... Which is it? Yeah, which is it? Um, thanks again, and we love you. Have a great week. Bye. Bye-bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted casts, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rum. Send kiss, Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair, Pino, Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipede. David Doobie Day, scare him, no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex expert. Afterpods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper Chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle, machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. Ain't your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 
Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breath. Shifty ass, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Hard movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. Sir, why don't you just use real cows? Cows don't look like cows on film. You gotta use horses. What do you do if you want something that looks like a horse? Eh, usually we just type a bunch of cats together. <laughs>